Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be with Mark Lachance. Mark is a serial entrepreneur, strategic thinker, and investor. He is a CEO and lead investor of Maxi Media, one of the largest TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, and Google Display Network performance marketing agencies in the world. He founded and sold EVO Patients International. He founded and sold VersaPay. He founded and sold Pivotal Payments and a whole bunch of other amazing things. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, before all of this, how did you get started? Well, I actually, after college, I went to school in Boston and it was right around 1992 and my brother was, was highly touted. So I told you I had a Buffalo story, right? My, my brother was drafted number four overall in Buffalo uh, to the New York Islanders when the NHL draft was in Buffalo. So I kind of fell in love with, uh, with, with the sports business right then and there because my brother was being highly recruited by agents as well as universities and NHL hockey teams. So I, <laughs> I fell in love with the, uh, the sports business. Then I, I became a sports agent right out, of, uh, right out of university. And, you know, that's kind of where I got my, my start in business. And from there, I, I went into uh, payments, from payments, then I went into to media and sports and fitness and, uh, sorry, health and fitness and nutrition. And so I've kind of got a diverse background, I guess you would say. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So tell us a little, let's go company at a time. I know we don't have time for every single one, but we'll do some highlights. Tell us a little bit about how, if Pivotal Payments was the first payment af company after being a sports agent, what inspired you to switch from being a sports agent to start a payment processing company? Ah, that's a good, that's a great question. So basically when you're in the, when you're in the sports business, you're traveling a ton, right? So when you're younger, like, so I started the business when I was about 22 years old, you know, traveling to the Czech Republic, traveling to Sweden, traveling all over Canada, that's, that's really sexy and fun. But then you, as you get along, as you get, you know, older a bit, you, you realize, wow, this is a lot of work for not a lot of pay, I'll say. So for example, you know, I, I would travel to Sweden every single summer and it was amazing. And I met some, you know, some of the top NHL hockey players. And, and it's funny when they're in their hometown, they're much more approachable than when they're in their NHL city over here. So, um, but uh, so I had a lot of great times, but then you realize I was, I, I got fired by a couple of clients. So I had at the, the height of my career in, in sports business, I had seven guys in the NHL and I had 35 guys in the American Hockey League. And then two of the NHL guys fired me. And I'm like, wow, that's a big chunk of my revenue gone. 
And at the same time, I had met a guy in the payments business, and this guy was making recurring revenue. He was making about 20, just about $20,000 a month recurring. And at that, at that time in 1997, that, that was a pretty good chunk of money. <clears throat> and uh, 20000 a month recurring, didn't have to work a lot because he had sales agents out in the field working for him. And so I saw that. I'm like, wow, I'm traveling everywhere. I'm basically getting paid by the hour, client to client to client. And this guy's got, you know, this guy's got over 2,000 clients paying him recurring every month, $150 a month per client. And if one fires him, no big deal. But in my case, I had seven guys in the NHL. If one fired me, big deal. Two fired me, bigger deal. And so on and so forth. So that's kind of how I rolled into the payments business. And it's a pretty cool story of how I, I really got going in the payments business. I saw an opportunity back in, in the early dot-com craze, Seth. You probably remember those days. <laughs> those were insane days. So I, I remember that the Canadian banks were not allowing Canadian merchants to process online. So I saw a huge opportunity because I had to deal with a bank in, in California that would take international business. So I did a tour of Eastern Canada. I, I went to the U.S. consulate in, in Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto, and they booked me over five days, like 30 appointments. It was insane. So I went from appointment to appointment with hosting companies, uh, you know, tech companies, and I was able to secure a lot of clients and a lot of unbelievable opportunities and I was also able to secure a buyout in, in, so I got, I started the company in 97. We bought out in 1999 for, for what I thought was an amazing opportunity, but turned out that I was, uh, <laughs> I, I sold at the height. My share price was locked in. I couldn't sell. And I was left with a pretty awesome tax bill at the end of the day. So good learning experience there. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of my say you, you, you were sold, uh, you were not, it's now a multi-billion dollar public company, then talk a little bit about what happened after that in terms of VersaPay, which also ended up being taken public. Yeah, so I, um, after I sold my shares in Pivotal Payments, <clears throat> I then was, was looking actually to raise money for, for my own company. And I started, I, I was pitched by the CFO of that company, VersaPay, and I came on as the co-CEO and president of the company. But, you know, things really didn't, didn't work out as, as planned or as promised. So I, I kind of, you know, stepped aside and let the company run. But I did secure my, my equity in that company, which was awesome. And then from there, I got into, <laughs> I got into the best or worst business I've ever gotten into in my life. So I took all the winnings from my pivotal sale, which was multi-millions of dollars, and rolled it into one deal. Seth, I don't know if you've ever done that. Have you ever, ever just put all the chips on red? <laughs> Uh, in a couple different ways. Yes. All right. So I did that in real estate and you know, the year 2007, you probably remember that as well. I got completely fried. I picked the wrong business partner. I picked the wrong time. Market went from here to crash, you know, so I was left with stacks of bills, anxiety, depression. And, uh, anyway, wasn't, wasn't a good situation for about six months of my life. But as you probably know, Seth, during the stressful, you know, times of your life, that's you know, when you have the biggest learnings in your life. So that, that was for me, a pivotal, no, no pun intended, a pivotal moment in my life. And then, I mean, you've got, I mean, so many ups and downs, but obviously the ups have outweighed the downs. So what led you from that time to founding to Maxi Media? Yes. Yeah, so um, in 2009, Right after, so this, this is a good story for you. So in 2009, right after I, I can't, I'm coming out of the colossal failure of, of the real estate deal, actually 2008, 
I didn't know what I was going to do. I was, I was penniless. I was on the verge of bankruptcy. So I, I picked up the phone and called a buddy of mine in New York, Todd. And I'm like, Todd, here's the situation. And he was floored because he and I had, had, you know, basically built up the sales team at Pivotal early on. And we drove in all the sales and, and he knew my skill sets and he knew my abilities and to lead and sell. And so he was, he was absolutely floored at that, that situation. So he said, look, you might be in luck. My buddy Jeff down the street just secured a deal with, uh, I think it was CIBC at the time, yes, it was, to run their payments division. And they're looking for a Canadian. At the time, I was living in Montreal. So they're, they're looking for a Canadian to run the business, take equity in the business and run it. I said, look, obviously, you know, my confidence levels are shot right now, but I know I can do it. I'm a payments guy. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a sales guy. I'm a leader but I don't have a penny to my name. How am I going to finance, you know, buying equity in that company? He's like, listen, take the meeting and, and, you know, you'll figure that out after. So I took the meeting, flew to New York, butterflies in my stomach. I'm coming off a major loss, a mega loss. So my confidence levels are low, but I was able to dance my way into getting that deal done. I, you know, sometimes Seth, when you're down, you, you reach deep and, you know, something helps you get to the next level. And that happened at that day. And, and I was able to make the pitch of my life and, and I got equity in a company that I didn't have a penny <laughs> to pay for, but I got it. <laughs> so uh, that's a, that was a good, that was a good win. So that's kind of the, the start in 2009 of Evo Canada. Uh, we went, uh, launched that thing. So within two years, this, this thing was over 215 employees and we were crushing it in Canada, doing really well. We had a, a, a non-salaried sales model and we had sales reps across Canada. And it was, uh, it was amazing. It was awesome. But in two th two 2013, I saw the height of the market. I said, look, it's time to sell. And it, it, do you want me to continue on the story? I'm, yeah, absolutely. I, I can go Please. forever. <laughs> I can go forever. So in 2013, I saw the opportunity to get out because I felt it was the top of the market. I thought, you know, when we got in the game, banks were asleep, totally asleep in, in Canada. So to process a credit card transaction when we got in the game, so it, it a restaurant, for example, to accept a credit card had to pay about $5 to the bank for a $100 transaction. Unbelievable. And, you know, I knew, I knew the U.S. market was around 2.5%. So I'm like, there's a huge spread. There's a huge opportunity and a fat margin in there for us to make a tremendous amount of money. So we, we got out of the gate fast in 2009 and just started stealing market share big time from the big banks. And then 2012, they finally woke up. And I saw the writing as a wall that the margins just plummeted, totally plummeted. So, I'm, so I, I went to, to my partners in New York and I said, guys, it's time to get out. They weren't having it. They, I didn't know at the time, but they had, they had plans to take, you know, evil international public. I didn't know that. So they were like, no, we like our position. We like our position. We're not selling Canada. And as a minority shareholder, Seth, you probably know, it's difficult to get anything done. <laughs> You're not making a sale unless they want to buy you. So. I got out finally in 2016. They, uh, they made me a great offer. I, I took it and kind of for about six months was uh, was toiling in in the, my wife's business, which was health and nutrition. And I was doing actually the media buying. I was buying the Facebook ads in that business. And then I, I, I got tired of it pretty quick because I just, that's just not me. It's just, you know, Seth, you know this, right? In, in your business, you like to do what you like to do, right? So. Yes. That's kind of like me. I didn't like media buying. It's not me. I like business development. I like selling. I like leading. I like motivating. So I, I went to hire about 10 or, sorry, it was about 10 different individuals and firms. They couldn't beat my numbers. I'm like, how can you not beat my numbers? I'm not a media buyer. You, so finally, 
a gentleman by the name of Max, Maxi Media, get, get it right, came into my door and crushed my numbers. So I said, you're hired. And he was a one-man show at the time. And so I got to, uh, you know, know him, like him, and, you know, saw what the business was about. I really didn't know the, the ad business or the marketing space, digital marketing space at all. And I loved it, immediately loved it. I said, there's huge opportunity here. And I know a lot of people in marketing. I just never, never learned about it. So, you know, from there, we, I, I you know, leveraged my connections in, in New York, all over New York and Florida. And fast forward today from zero to now we have about 350 employees. Uh, revenue this year, we're going to hit $50 million in revenue. Just got a mega offer to buy the business. So things are going pretty well right now. That is absolutely fantastic. So that's one heck of a growth rate. What have been, how did you manage that? How did you deal with the growing pains? Well, look, like anything else, um, you need to educate yourself on how to blitz scale a business, right? So if you want to grow fast, you need, so first rule, first rule of fast growth, hire slowly, fire quickly. You've heard this before, I'm sure. And look for the best talented people. So the way I like to grow companies, it, they, I don't necessarily look for, look for experience in a, in a, let's say a vertical or an industry. I look for intelligence. I look for smart people. I look for people that want to learn and grow. So I, I look for undervalued assets and, and that's exactly how we built this thing. So I got smart people and here's a hack for you and your clients. If you want to get smart people who have a difficulty in finding a job, go to Quebec because the Quebec government won't hire anybody unless they speak French. But yet there's several English universities in, in Quebec that, you know, the, the kids can't find a job after. So you're getting quality, intelligent individuals that can come in and, you know, and, and hit the ground running that are very smart. So you can keep your costs low. And, and that's how we built it out of the gate. That is absolutely incredible. So you are now the number one advertiser in terms of monthly ad spend on TikTok in Canada. In Correct. the top 10 in North America, Correct. you're one of the largest TikTok, Facebook, Snapchat, Google display performance agencies in the world. What does performance agency mean and why is that different? Uh, it means lead generation. We, so we pick big verticals, like for example, education or insurance or loans or lending or big verticals. And we drive leads, we drive, um, you know, perform. It's performance-based. So, so it's basically, you can call it, it's another word for lead generation. Sounds better though. Sure. So if it's performance-based, does that mean then you're taking some of the risk with your we're, clients? And if so, how do you manage that? We're taking all the risk and, you know, we, you manage it through creative accounting. So, you know, not only uh, I've been acting as the CFO also. So, you know, it's creative accounting. It's, it's understanding how to use lines of credit. It's understanding, you know, how to shift, you know, capital here and there. And it, it's just, you know, it, it's a craft I learned over the years, but uh, it works out pretty well. Okay, so then what are, um, what type of minimums do you have? Is there a minimum account size, minimum ad spend? How do you guys get paid? How does that work? Yeah, we want to make sure we're, we're doing. So we've got a, a great relationship with some of the big, big advertisers. So we want to make sure we could scale it up to about a million dollars per month per, let's say per account or per deal, right? So, you know, in the lending space, we've got, we've got deals with some of the biggest lenders, so we want to make sure we could scale that to a million on, uh, you know, some of our business, we do, we do business directly with Google, you know, they're paying us multi-millions of dollars a month. So 
we want to make sure that they scale and can scale high. We, so we're not, we're not really want to deal with um, in mom and pop. We're kind of, I, I guess you can call it enterprise level. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. How have you been able, or how has it affected your business given the things that, I mean, you got iOS 14, 15, you got things constantly changing almost every day in the online media buying space. How do you keep up with that and how do you handle it? Well, like I said, if you hire smart, if you hire, you know, people that are aggressive and hungry and you compensate them the right way, they're going to figure out the hacks around it. That's, that's pretty simple. <laughs> we'll figure it out is, is the answer. So you went from, in the very, very beginning, a sports agent with a handful, a couple dozen clients, where if one or two left, you had a big issue. Um, Maxi Media, you guys have, I mean, you learned the lesson, right? You've got hundreds of clients all spending large sums of money. How have you ever gone into business with a client? Do you ever get a piece of the action? Um, well, that's probably the next step. That's actually a, a great idea and and we're thinking about that and yes we are well the offer i just got is that same situation right so that exact situation and i, I can't really get into detail on it but it is yes getting a piece of the action for a bigger opportunity so we we, we i would look at that for sure so it sounds like you have an opportunity seth i don't know <laughs> yes we might have to have a conversation about that <laughs> all right so your passion is obvious what do you like best about what you're doing i like succeeding. I like success. I like when, when individuals on the team grow. So, you know, I, I think we're going to talk about the book I just wrote and why did I write that book? Because I like when somebody, I like when I teach somebody something and they succeed. So to give you an example, and it's a crazy example, as when I was a 15 year old kid, my father, uh, my father was a, a, was one of the winningest hockey coaches in Connecticut hockey history. And I would help him uh, in practice. And when I would teach a kid how to put the puck in the top corner and he actually succeeded, that, I, that made me feel good. Absolutely. Like, you know, fast forward to being on the sales floor of my sales team, when I would get on the phone and help them close a deal, that made me feel good. So that's kind of why I wrote the book. And that's what I like when you bring an employee in that's, you know, comes from, comes from nothing or comes from, you know, basically right out of school and when they succeed. You know, a good example is a young man named Trevor that works for us. He came in as, as an intern making, I think it was $12 an hour. And now this guy's our highest paid media buyer right now. So that's awesome. I like those success stories. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us a little bit about the book. Okay. The book is about how to stack the odds in your, it's called The Lucky Formula. And my last name, La Chance or La Chance means luck actually in French. So The Lucky Formula, it's how to stack the odds in your favor and cash in on success. And the premise is basically uh, that luck is not a fluke, it's a formula. So if you, if you take the steps that I, that I lay out in the book, you can in fact create serendipity, create success, create luck. And you need one of these coins, Seth, to really have <laughs> luck. That is fantastic. <laughs> um, so tell us a little for our viewers and listeners, where do they go to get the book and where do they go to learn more about you? Okay, they can go to Amazon.com for the book itself. So it's the lucky formula. And actually, last week it hit uh, hit number one bestseller on on several categories in Amazon, which I was pretty I was pretty cool to see. It hit number eleven on Kindle worldwide out of like nine million books. So I was pretty excited That's about awesome. that. 
And uh, so they can go to Amazon to buy the book. And I want to leave a, a gift for your, uh, for your listeners. Please. The, the gift would be the lucky quiz. So it's a quiz that, that, um, that gauges your luck ability or your ability to catch luck on a scale from zero to a hundred. And it'll, you know, so for example, it'll, it'll spit out your, you'll answer a few questions that'll spit out your score and then give you tips and tricks on how to increase your luck or your ability to- That is to awesome. I love it. Where do we go to get that? Okay. Theluckyformula.com slash quiz. So awesome. Theluckyformula.com slash quiz. And then you can find me on Instagram at uh, Mr. Lucky Official, Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. So Mr. Lucky Official. That is awesome. All right. Well, we will send everyone to go get the book and the quiz. This has been Seth Green with Mark Lachance. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text pitch to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.